Hey everybody, welcome to the War for Grid. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And today we are going to watch episode 146, season 3, episode 34, The Alien Rangers of Aquata, part 1. It aired February 5th, 1996, written by Shooky Levy and Shell Danielson. The show and Shell Connection are back. And directed by, I believe, first-timer Vicky Bronug. I'm going to say yes, because that is not familiar to me at all. Unless it was in the early, early ones before we started doing the writer, director. I don't know. I don't even remember when we started doing this. As far as I can remember back, this is the way it's always uh, been. It didn't start until kind of late in, not like lately, but like 20-ish. I think it might have been Green with Evil. I don't remember. I don't remember. I should go back and listen to those old episodes, because they're all going to be brand it's new It's going to be me. like different people. I have no idea... <laughs> Any of the jokes or things that we said about Green with Evil? Green with Evil we did in a day. We did one episode one day, and then the next four we did on a Sunday morning That's until right. late Sunday afternoon. Man, we it, were we were different back we then. Were, we were young. We had something to prove. <laughs> we have better backs than we do now. <laughs> and if you're new here, what we do is we pause the recording. Then we go watch an episode of Power Rangers. Then we come back and we talk about it. And you can follow along. If you got DVDs or Netflix, you should do that. They're pretty cheap, and it's fun, and I watched this episode this morning, and it's super goofy. It's, <laughs> it's a goofball of an episode. Well, and I'm excited. So we're going to go watch it right now, because it's, it's Morphin Time! And we just watched Alien Rangers of Aquatar Part One, and I, Josh, I said it was going to be goofy. Did it live up to the expectations? Oh, it exceeded the expectations of goofiness. This oh. this might approach to herbo levels of goofiness. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about it. Before we do, though, morphingrid.tumblr.com is our website. You can email us at littleidiots.morphingrid at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at morphingrid. We're on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/zmorphingrid, and we're on iTunes. And Stitcher, if you want to leave us a rating and review in either of those places, that would be pretty awesome. Also, I want to mention, I don't think we've ever mentioned it before, we've been getting a lot more emails lately. I think recently the email train has kind of bumped up, and I don't think we've ever mentioned this, but like we do have a toll-free email account. So if you're worried that it'll like charge you... Is that a thing? No. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm doing a joke. I'm having a... Well, look, I mean, podcasts got to make money somehow. And I'm just right. <laughs> wondering if there's a weird way through no, email that, that they do it. that would be kind of disgusting if that was. I was just doing a joke because, like, no one sends it. Okay. Them. You don't have to pay for it. So just do just send some email. <laughs> we did get one, though. We got one from Danielle. Oh, uh, good. AK. She was also tweeting at us earlier today. Yeah, yeah. She told us about this, like, cute little moment between Zed and Rita that I missed that I'm going to go back and check out tonight. I, I do remember seeing it during the episode and thinking to myself, that was cute. And then when we started talking about the episode, it was gone. Just ran right by you. Got an email from Danielle because she said she doesn't agree with our headcans in, in all, all of our headcans in the review. And we were like, hey, why? And she emailed us about them. So, oh, I'm excited. So here we are. Hey, guys, I've been listening to The Morphin Grid for a couple months now. I learned about it from the Sailor Business Podcast, and I've been binge listening from episode one to catch up. And in the process, I've ended up raving about it to just about anyone who will listen. Thank you yes. so much. <laughs> You got my interest with the Jason is a sexual headcanon, and by Trilly Watch, I was locked in. This is early game 
headcanon stuff. This is like first ten episodes? First five, because Trilly Watch, I think, was established by episode five. Did we establish that Jason was asexual, like, right away? I think pretty immediately, <laughs> yeah, because, like, it's just kind of a fact. He's the only one who has no love interest, and not even, a, like, a hint towards love interest? No. Like, he just... He's fine. He's just all karate all the time. Yeah, man. He's just he's just him doing good by himself. So here's here's the one she can't get behind. She can't get behind Skullberly, though, primarily because I can't imagine any kid of Kim's turning out like the guy in Samurai, who's basically Skull's direct to DVD sequel. So before before I go any further, I do like that I like the the, the term to direct to DVD sequel version of Skull. Uh, and if he is Skull's kid from another marriage, I still don't see why they'd send him off to bulk for Samurai lessons when you have an honest to god Power Ranger right there. Now, that's totally fair. In our defense, we haven't seen a single episode of Samurai. You've seen, no, you've seen a episode of Samurai, right? Yes. I have seen Bub Kiss. Because I was, I was, <laughs> it was during the first rewatch when we got the DVDs in. Yeah. And I, and I was just searching Power Ranger stuff. And I was like, what is this about a Lady Red a Ranger? A Lady Red Ranger. Because I had been raving that, like, we need one. It's about time. Uh, so I've, I've seen that episode of Samurai. Did you see the whole episode or just the, that part? I watched the whole episode. I had no connection to the characters or anything, and I still got goosebumps during it. So <laughs> I'm excited. Some I've of that heard, magic is, just stays consistent, which I've is had, nice. I've heard, I've heard good things about Samurai. Uh, so like, in, in our defense, I I knew about him, but like he doesn't exist yet because I haven't watched it. I don't know anything about him. I know he exists. I don't know what his personality is. He's, from what I understand, he is literally just directed DVD sequel Skull. But, like, Skull 2, Skull Harder. Trilly's busy, man. She's a world champion gymnastics Like, if you person. look at... Gymnast. You, gymnast. That's, the, that's the term. So she's just traveling the world. Raymond the kid, sent us a whole email about the it. The kid is probably raised by Skull. Who, to me, in my head, is a hotel magnate. Oh, for sure. I've seen a clip of him in a limo and, like, a nice suit. Like, a nice Skull suit. Uh, but, like, a nice suit. So like they're busy, so maybe they maybe maybe like the samurai lessons was a cover. They're like we need to we just need you to be somewhere where you'll have a constant influence, right? And that's bulk because it's Skull's best friend. So we'll, we'll also nobody knows Kimberly was a Power Ranger. Oh, she told Skull. I don't think she did. You think she kept? You think she kept that? Yep. I think you might be right. Once a ranger, always a ranger. You can't give that there's stuff a, there's up. There's a code, except and they're all such stand-up human beings that they're all going to adhere to the code for their entire life. I'm glad we're bringing up the code now, because it's going to be a long con for this episode. Sit tight, kids. <laughs> Continuing the email, I'm also not a fan of Cat Tommy. Initially, it was because young and stupid me couldn't forgive her for replacing Kim, my favorite ranger. Now, grown and slightly less stupid me resents her characterization, getting hijacked by a shoehorned love interest. They really didn't make any sense. As a platonic relationship, she and Tommy are something amazing. Two formerly evil rangers sharing the same experience, sharing their experiences and fears, and acting as each other's support systems to become better people. That is a great idea. I do, yeah. I do kind of love that. As romance, Cat comes off more as a desperate studio move to etch a sketch out any sting from Kimberly's departure. And I think Cat's character deserves better than just love interest. I totally agree. Yeah, I don't like Cat and Tommy either. We're on Team Catum here yep. at the Morphin Grid. Is her next? thought okay uh, that said i'm all about catamod <laughs> adam and cat deserve as much spotlight as they can get and give me an organically developed headcanon romance over a forced and awkward canon couple any day i think i enunciated that incorrectly and i'm not going to take it again 
Anyway, I'm really looking forward to the next episodes. Now that I'm caught up, I can take the time to watch the show along with the podcast, which is awesome because Zio is the one series I've never really seen outside of a few out-of-context episodes. Given how Jake talks about it, I'm guessing it's going to be one heck of a ride. Yeah, hold on to your butt. Oh, it's so good. Because I did not see Zio until I was but a man. He was a man grown. <laughs> uh, and it's my favorite season. Yeah. So it, you're in for some good stuff. It's it's really cool. They're like on the out, like I, I'm not spoiling anything by saying eventually they get shape zords. Zords that are shapes. That's the whole deal. Yep. But it's awesome. Like shape zords are killer. And like Mighty Morphin could not pull off shape zords in a way that would be satisfying. But you know who can? Zio. I, yeah. I'm very excited. And that's the email. Uh, thank you very much for the email. I think you got a lot of valid points about your head cannons, uh, conflicting with ours, especially the Skull Brother one, because, like I said, we know nothing about Spike. There is too much chemistry between Kim and Skull at that dance. Right. So until Samurai, I'm just going to believe that's what happens later. Yep. Once we see Samurai, we'll have to adjust accordingly, because sometimes Power Rangers does this cool thing where I mean, they're maybe like... Maybe not. Samurai is a number of years away in real time. A couple plural years. For us, it, but... Yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. Some, I have some things I could say about, <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned. Also, before we start the episode, I just want to give a hearty thank you to Sky, our buddy Sky who not only drew us a young buff Ernie, you can check that out on our Twitter, but then I was talking to him about Ernie being the Hawaiian Ranger, and he just drew a Hawaiian Ranger. <laughs> He's, I, meant, I meant like, you know, Hawaiian as in like the shirt. Like his, sh- right. his color is the Hawaiian shirt color. It's like, you know, blues and yellows and flowers. And so he drew that. His, uh, his weapon is a flaming stick because they have... Um, <laughs> Because you know, like at the luau's, they have those like dances, and yep. then his his zord is a pig. Because obviously, now this is tiptoeing into cultural appropriation, but it's in it's in good fun. We're not being weird about it. We're not right. being mean about it. So I think it's fine. And then Ross Butler chimes in, and not content just to have this cool thing. He's got to make it cooler somehow. And he's like, or in, instead of being a Hawaiian shirt colored ranger. He just wears one over the suit, like dragon armor, and then that grows to fit the Megazord. <laughs> now he's playing on your love of the jacket episode. And then Sky says, like, the plaid jacket and turbo. <laughs> <laughs> you got to rocket this Hawaiian shirt on your giant metal pig. <laughs> it'd be like a metal armor shirt. They'd be like, junk, 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 junk. And it'd just be a Megazord wearing a, a giant metal hawaiian shirt and it would be the greatest thing in the world so thank you guys for that so much uh young young buff ernie is i'm is my favorite thing it's my new favorite thing and i'm so sad because he'd be the red ranger we said that uh wilbur would be the red ranger thought about it he would be the blue ranger he's a science teacher right and then lieutenant stone is the black ranger because he's the heavy also police uniforms are black everything makes sense there mrs appleby would be the yellow ranger because I feel like the art teacher would be the pink ranger. See, I have that flipped. Okay, let's flip it then. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> married to anything. So, what was the art teacher? Did she get a name? She was Mrs. Art Teacher. Mrs. Art Teacher. A teach. Te- Yo, teach. Check out this statue of Billy as a Power Ranger that I made. Because nobody totally knows that he's a Power Ranger. <laughs> Look at how afraid he looks. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm always watching him. Okay, you made it weird. Uh, yikes. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> so, you want to talk about Power Rangers now? Uh, no. Okay. I was... 
If <laughs> one, one more quick thing. If you are watching along on Netflix, you might notice after the last episode that it wanted you to start on season 18, which looks remarkably like season one. Yeah. Um, we were pranked by this today. Yep. We we saw it last time. We you, noticed it last time, and I totally forgot about it in between episodes. You started the episode, and it started on the, after 10,000 years, I'm free. And it took me a second, and I was like, this is wrong. Everything here is wrong. I was totally fine with that, but I was like, why is it blue now? Because <laughs> of the alien rangers? Because they come from a water planet? Is that what they're doing? Because I totally forgot that we haven't done the after 10,000 years thing. I'm... I'm free thing in like a hundred episodes. Yeah. If you're watching on Netflix, you have to go search Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers. If you just type in Alien Rangers, it's the only thing that pops up. Right. It's also technically season 3.5, but we're going to treat it as a continuation of three. Yeah. Just, just like, for the convenience of being able to say what episode it is at the beginning of the show. Yeah. And, and like not have getting like super weird numerically. Yeah. I just don't. I'm not. I'm not ready for that, guys. I'm not, <laughs> not in a good place with, with that right now. Let's talk about the episode. What do you say? <laughs> sure. We definitely didn't just take a, what, hour break? Just about. It's fine. It's probably, it was probably only like 25 minutes. But whatever. Let's talk about Power Rangers. We start off with chaos in the streets. Every, the, the Just a bunch of shuffling feet. Shuffling feet. It's dusty from people kicking all the dust up. Pull back. People are running around. The Rangers are tiny. They're little babies now. Zed and Rita and Goldar and Rito. Is that, is that it? That is it. They are huge, destroying the city, sort of. We'll talk about that in a second. They like Zed blasts a building. Someone kicks one over, I think. Rito steps on like a antenna and hurts his foot later on. And then he breaks it off and picks his teeth with it. Yeah. As, and you can see his rubber mask like poking in and like out. Moving, yeah, with <laughs> it. Which is the charm of yep. Power Rangers, really. <laughs> the Rangers go to contact Zordon and they can't. You get that sweet sound. Here's the reason why, Dick Billy says. So they don't have the power because the communicators were directly attached to our power, which they don't have anymore because they're children. Sure. I feel like we know that that's wrong, but also there's a different reason as to why the command center isn't receiving that we'll get to later. <laughs> and I think that's the real reason why they couldn't get through, not because they don't have their power because they they should have their power coins still on them right like i want to i want to i want to preface the rest of this episode guys there's a lot of dumb time travel stuff and we are probably gonna try to figure it out yeah I'm a, so i don't want to get lost in those woods but like sometimes you just gotta go you guys a see lot what's of in stuff there. that like does and doesn't make sense at the same time there's such a lot of as stuff, the paradox of time travel there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense that they say doesn't make sense and try to like correct but don't actually offer a solution to which is really f the most power rangers thing i think they can do in this scenario much, just put it out that way don't explain it right yeah it's just like oh explain it but not at all not really at all <laughs> so then an adult cop comes up did and I yell at the TV? You did. <laughs> you did yell at the, you did yell at the right, TV. Because if you remember at the end of last episode, everybody around turned, regardless of age, turned into 10-year-olds. About a 10-year-old. So this adult was very jarring to me, and I yelled, why is she an adult? Because she Lieutenant was Stone like was 70. into a baby. Yeah, yeah, he was also like a 10-year-old, and again, he shouldn't have been. No, because he's like a... Going on Power Rangers ages, if the Rangers are 
We'll say 17. 17. Lieutenant Stone is 30, at least. 30 to 35. Yeah. Somewhere in that bracket. He's not like a super young man. No. Um, he So he should have been a teenager. Him and Ernie. Is that what we... And our teacher and, and teach and, <laughs> and uh, Wilbur Wilbur Wilton should have been guys. I'm just so mad that we accidentally thought of the greatest thing that will never and could never happen. Yep. This adult cop. It's a woman. Kind of cute. Kind of anywhere. She's <laughs> like, everybody get off the streets. There's a curfew in place. Go back to your homes. Get it's, stomped in your homes. It's the brightest that it's ever been. Yeah. They're by the way, they're not like in a park. They're in like a city. I think they're in the same city they were in. Last. They're in. It's they've it's been here city. before, right? This is the outside of where the carnival was. Yeah, right. Because it, there's so like it's, some wacky waving inflatable arm floating tube men. It's in a dead. city, but it's also in a construction zone because the ground is just dirt. I mean, because they're kicking up dust as they panic and run around. Right. Well, this is like seven years ago, right? So this is 1988. I guess it was just dustier back then. I don't know. <laughs> they do reveal that they actually traveled back in time. Yeah. It they, didn't just make them younger because they did not explain that very well last no, time. No, last time they just reverted to kids and they didn't remember anything. This time they do remember that they were Power Rangers. It's very inconsistent <laughs> from the last time, but it's consistent within and its own That's one of the things self. that they explain without explaining. Yeah, they start to, and then there's a monster, so they have to run. The comp gets everybody out. She leaves, doesn't worry about these kids. I think before, actually, everyone like scatters. They knock over a building, and little Aisha says... <laughs> don't don't says, do it. The abandoned warehouse! <laughs> <laughs> what Aisha? Oh, little what? nasty what, Aisha. Little <laughs> uh, what it, was that? Oh, it was, this is what happens if you put a child with no acting experience in a voiceover booth. Hey, hey, right? <laughs> she did one, two other episodes. She she does fine later. They're every all the kids are actually pretty okay. Um, yeah, the, there's an asterisk on young cat like. She is not Australian, and that's pretty obvious. And so I feel like Catherine Sutherland was like, here's how you would say this. And they're like, we don't have time to do a second take. So if it's good enough, it's good enough. <laughs> but it kind of has like a weird that, – that, the fact that like she's obviously not Australian has a weird consequence a little bit later that we'll talk about right. um, in that <laughs> very, very great climactic scene. This episode is really goofy. <laughs> it is. Uh, so the Rangers are like, we just need to go to the command center. If we can't call them, we need to just go there. Us six children need to walk through the desert until we find the command center. So they just run off. Then we cut up to the to the bad guys who are big. And they're like, yeah, nothing can stop us. And then they're turned little by Master Vile. Like immediately. What is, okay. So, all right. <laughs> Master Vile has succeeded. His whole plan, as far as we know so far, is uh -huh. make the Rangers babies so they're useless and then take over the world. Right. Did he not send Zed, Rito, Goldar, and Rito down to Earth? I don't think so. Okay. Because they're he, there. Because they he calls grow, them back. They grow and start wrecking stuff. Well, that's why I'm confused. Yeah. Because they're, they're doing the part of the plan, which is destroy slash take over the right. earth and he capitalize stops and he's like stop ruining my plan <laughs> right <laughs> i needed those buildings master Ryle, like goes to teleport them back to the moon but rito like gets out of the radius and he's like time to go get those kids you know i got one more thing to do pops and i'll be back up master Ryle, by the way is projected in the sky yeah 
talking only to them. It can be read both ways. I think that's what it's supposed to be, or else everyone would hear him. Also, like, how does he hear them if they're so far away? Viewing globe technology, I guess. So Zed, Zed has a proto globe on his fortress, and Master Vile is using it to project himself in the sky. I'll buy it. And I don't even like that one, but no. okay, all right, <laughs> it's gonna right, go right, out that way. All right. So how about because the telescope? Following our reasonings, the telescope is made of the same stuff that the viewing globe is made out of. Right. It's the same glass. So maybe there's a... So is Zed's visor. Yes. Which I think is done very purposely, but probably not. No. (laughs) Very not, but it works real well for our theories. Anyway, enough about that. Rito's like, Tangas, get down here. Calls down four Tangas. He's like, all right, here's the plan. We're going to go get the kids. We're going to get the power coins. Then I'm going to be king. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So they run off. Cut to the Power Rangers. They're like, how do we leave this city? <laughs> because everything looks different because this is seven years ago. Right. No monsters have Did destroyed. Did they say seven or are we saying seven? Oh, we're saying seven. Okay. Just the, the math. From 17 we're 17 to 10. to 10. Then it's seven years ago, right? This is way before any monsters started knocking down all the tall buildings in town. Right. <laughs> so they can't see any like landmarks. So and this, just, this is the first confirmation of them actually going back in time and not just yes. shrinking into babies. Yeah, not just all the humans turning younger because that's how time works, right? Then Bulk and Skull come. Oh, oh, by the way, before, before I do that, earlier, before they shrunk, the, the bad guys are like knocking over buildings, right? I don't know if you caught this. They say, now on to Angel Grove. So are they in Los Angeles and Angel Grove is like a suburb? I don't know. Or was that just a line that didn't that was just get a, a second check? It was just a line, I think. Okay, so we're going to move past that. Because they were attacking the abandoned warehouse. The abandoned warehouse. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened to her nose specifically <laughs> during abandoned. Because she gets warehouses fine. I'm not the whole say sentence is weird. It's like Lily it was trying to do a ninja impression a little bit. But also... <laughs> Holding her nose? Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, they come upon Bulk and Skull, who are like, who are these nerds? Are you the chess club? And Rocky is like, don't you remember us? And they're like, why would we remember you? And Aisha's like, we didn't go here. We don't even go here. We don't even go here. <laughs> and then Rocky's like, oh, right. So this is one of those things that we were talking about, where they like kind of explain things. But also, don't even a little bit. They yep. mention the elephant in the room and hope you're okay with it being there. They're not going to try to usher it out right. or anything. They do get into it a little bit. I can't remember who is like, how come we remember? I think that might be Tommy. That was Adam. That was Adam? Yeah. Oh, Adam has a couple lines. Adam, in the very, very beginning, he's talking up a storm. He has more lines. Little Adam has more lines in that first scene than actual Adam does for the past, I'm going to say, five episodes. Probably. It's five episodes. That's what? Five lines? Uh, uh, so. <laughs> five five to eight. <laughs> some he, I don't even think he was in a lot, some episodes. Oh, so Adam asked that. How can yes. we remember, but they don't? And then I think Billy is like, I don't know, the power coins. And then that's all the explanation we get. Pretty much, yeah. And then they're like, kids will buy that. Right. <laughs> this is a dumb show for babies. Then Rito shows up. Everybody runs. Bulk and Skull freeze in panic and yell monster. The Rangers ditch them. And then Bulk and Skull run after them. Then we get what I'm going to refer to as the Home Alone portion of the episode. It's a pretty good chunk of the episode. It's a lot. Here are some highlights. Tommy throws two barrels. One barrel lands. One barrel hits a Tenga. 
And then that tanga puts it on top of another tanga, and that tanga falls over. Then he kicks a <laughs> Wait, barrel. Wait, what? He puts it on top of another tanga? Yeah, he throws it at a tanga. That tanga gets hit and falls down. One tanga is like, hey, you get hit with a barrel. And so that first tanga takes the trash barrel and puts it on the second <laughs> tanga. You guys are on the same team. Save your beef for after the fight. Right? Like, like just table it for now, guys. <laughs> then Rito's like, I'm going to get you. And so he... Puts a barrel on the ground, kicks it at Rito, who lands on the barrel and does one of those like lumberjack log roll things. Where they're like, oh, I got it, I got it, before eventually falling over onto a tanga into some boxes. Yeah. Then we get my favorite thing that they do during the Home Alone portion. By the way, when Tommy, when little Tommy kicks that barrel, I've, I don't think I've ever seen anyone act that hard. You just know that kid's like, I'm being cool right now. <laughs> like, so good good for him. Good for him for getting to be the cool guy. Right. But like, I hope he figured out a better profession than acting or... <laughs> or got better at or it. Or got better at it. Yeah. Because um, he's just... I don't know. I don't know who he is. I don't no. As far as I know, he's just he's just a kid. He's a kid. He's anybody. He could be anybody. He's a kid who has the same haircut as Jason David Frank, <laughs> and I think also knows karate. I think so. I think he, him, and Mullet Kid actually might get know a karate. fight scene. I think yeah. he at least gets a or he being Tommy at least gets a fight scene uh, a little at bit at some point. Not not during this episode, but later on. Right. It or maybe be, that was in the last, was the time, last they time they were kids. That that could be. So then we get to my favorite part of the Home Alone sequence where. Bulk, Skull, Billy, and Mullet Kid run around a corner. Billy and Mullet Kid have a barrel, have a have a, a, a beam. They put it on a barrel like a seesaw, and then they help Bulk up onto another 55-gallon drum. And then Billy, using his math power, calculates when Rito will turn the corner. And he's right, because we don't have time to explain calculations or whatever. Like he's just like, three, two, one, now. And like Rito comes around the corner, stands on this impromptu seesaw and then bulk jumps off onto the other side and launches rito and a tanga into dual shopping carts they were both on it rito ran pretty far up the seesaw yeah, he was, he like was a- almost on the fulcrum yeah and then bulk jumped on it and they launched i don't know where rito went rito but this, went- this is the tango that lands on the cart and then dies oh right? yeah yeah we'll get to that in a second okay. the, um rito lands in another shopping cart um, okay. But, like, the Tango lands in, like, an El Rancho shopping cart. Uh, <laughs> like, the Tango... Okay, let's talk about this Tango. There's a man in the suit. Yeah. There's a real human being in the suit. It might be a woman. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's a horrible fate for anyone to have. He's rocketing down this ramp towards a docking bay or, like, a parking garage down entrance. Into, like, a parking yeah. garage, I think. Now, there's a bunch of boxes set up along the wall like they did in 1988. And this stunt person, this human being in a, in a tanga suit, in a bird suit, <laughs> bird suit, rockets head first into these. And I don't know what the standard for stunt boxes are, but these do not seem like they have a lot of give. They, they seem, seem like, like they were full with like styrofoam. Yeah, and not like peanuts, because like, he just kind of thunks into these yeah, boxes. It looks. It's, like, kind of sickening. I hope he was able to, like, post on his elbow right. at the last second or something. Something. Otherwise, he just slammed his head into the, what is essentially just a s- kind of soft wall. Yeah. Oh, it's rough. Then Rito comes rocketing down behind him. This guy gets up 
or another person is in the suit because that guy has a neck injury. <laughs> and then, like, the tango, two tangos are trying to slow Rito down, and it doesn't work. And so he just, like, rockets into the wall into that first tanga. And then the two other ones flip tail over tea kettle into the boxes. And none of these tangas die. I no. am convinced that tangas are immortal. They might be, especially when they're on that Bane Venom snake juice. <laughs> then we cut to... Uh, oh, my note for that is just dead bird. Um, then, <laughs> then we cut to Aisha and Adam, and this is when you said this is Home Alone, which I had been thinking about since this morning, and how I could have watched a whole episode of this, I think. Uh, yeah, this was fun. It's very entertaining. Uh, so Because this is how you would expect kids to fight, is right. by pranking them. Yeah, they essentially, yes, they do just <laughs> go around pranking them. So two tangas run up, presumably different tangas, and, and Adam is like, Hey, stupid birds. And they're like, what? Cause they're on, uh, Ish and Adam are on like a fire escape. Yeah. Like five stories up. And so they, at some point, very quickly, tied a giant support beam. I'm going to say that for whatever reason was already there. Okay. And they just ran up to it. And they push it off and it, it pendulums down and knocks two birds into uh, Oregon or whatever. And then another bird is like, I'm going to get you. And so he flies up. And then Aisha's like, hey, I got you these flowers. And hands him a pot of flowers. And he grabs the flowers. Now, they're tangas. If you haven't looked at a picture of them lately, their arms are their wings. So if he's holding a flower pot in front of him, he's not actively flying. He looks at the camera and I think he goes, uh-oh. Yeah. And, and then he drops. falls. <laughs> this episode, it starts... Like, this is not the beginning of it, but this is where it's, like, super noticeable, is that whoever wrote this wanted to write a cartoon. Yeah. Because this is the most cartoony episode so there far. There is, later on, and we'll get to it, later on, there is literally a cartoon sequence without it being animated. <laughs> I want to I just say it, but I, I don't want to spoil it. Save it. it. Save it. It's animated. I will, I will yell it out. For the world to hear when we get there. <laughs> okay, so then Tommy and Kat run behind, uh, they're in an alley, they run behind a door, like a big like gate kind of thing. The two tangas run up to them and they slam the door open into the tangas and they're like, yeah, suck it, brain. And they high five <laughs> and then <laughs> they head back. Everyone regroups except for Kat and Tommy because they were just door and birds. <laughs> right. The rangers are like, where's everybody? Where's Bulk and Skull and Tommy and Kat? And Bulk and Skull are hiding behind a, a car. And they're like, oh, we're here. Oh, my God. Those were monsters. And then Rita... I, I like that Bulk and Skull got to help fight them, though. That was really cool, right? Yeah. Like, Because the, the last time when they were kids in, uh, in Rangers Back in Time, there was that scene of them in the park being part of the gang, but like not wanting to admit that they're friends. You right. Know? So like, they're like, we're just going to hang out here. Whatever. But this time, it's just full on like them helping. And it's really awesome. I really enjoyed it. Then... Rito pops in. Vulcans go go catatonic again because they can't deal with monsters because they're children. Right. Um, and, like, those suits would scare you for real as a kid. And then so, like, if they were— I was thinking about that this episode when one time Rito popped up. And I was like, man, if he wasn't such a goober, he would be the scariest thing I've oh, ever seen. yeah, for sure. And, like, if, if it's real, because, like, in Power Rangers, that's real. Right. It would be even scarier. That's an actual skeleton. Yeah. Like, that's his bones. is all he's and made he's, out of. He's a skeleton. He's just the bones. He's the he's the structure of a man, but he's buff at he's the, the same time. Yeah, it's frightening. What he's, did that man look like? 
well, it was a monster before, obviously. Right. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, and I kind of want to find out now. Yeah. How cool would that be? What if when they went back in time, he was on the moon, so it wouldn't have counted. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we're establishing that then. Yes, I think okay. so. We'll talk about that a little bit more in depth later on in later this episode, on. Okay, too. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. So then Rito's like, I am going to kill these children right now with my sword. I'm going to kill you to death, and the tangos are going to eat your bones. Then the cops pull up. And Rito's like, they're going to ruin everything. And they all disappear. They scatter. I love this. Rito is afraid of the police. Right. He could. He's a monster. He's a monster. Like, if they shot him with bullets, like, he's just a skeleton. He would be fine. He'd he be fights fine. giant robots. If like, he dies, he just comes back. He just comes back. It, he would be fine. But he sees the cops and Is he worried about panics. getting arrested? I like, don't could know. you imagine they arrest Rito? Excuse me, sir. You're under arrest. So they catch. You're going to jail, mister. And then. <laughs> This Rito sitting there in handcuffs, like trying to remember Rita's phone number for his one phone call. <laughs> he just can't. He's like, oh, it's just the moon. And he asked the chief or whoever is sitting at the desk across from the holding cell. He's like, hey, do you know the number for the moon? And they'd be like, and not Carl Winslow. It's just like, oh, let me take my glasses off. I don't think they get out of the car until after we cut back. No, because Bulk and Skull stand up and walk out before they get out of the right. car. Right? Yeah, over the over like the the PA, like the car PA. Yeah, they're they're like, what? Are, hey, you kids, come out here. So Bulk and Skull come out. Cat and Tommy are about to run the corner, and Billy's like, no, no, don't, like, stay back. We're getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> We're cool. going to jail. Be cool for once, Tommy. For once, be cool and don't come around the corner. And he does. He bees cool. Yeah, and so the, him and Cat kind of back off. Then we cut up to the moon. And Master Vile is just telling them about this uh, his master plan, which is he's he's got a device that they're gonna find the command center somehow. They will by the end of the episode. Spoilers, but at this point, Master Vile can't know where the command center is because it's protected from that, right? Yeah, I feel like that's a thing that they have established. Because like the way they do find it is entirely dependent on the Rangers, right? I feel like that they're just like once we find it, the plan is we're gonna put this bomb on it. It's an implosion device. It's not an explosion device. So it'll it'll combust the the command center into itself, and that will set off a chain reaction and destroy the entire Morphin grid. I don't think Zed wants this plan to work. I don't think so either. Because Zed goes, he's like, well, it's not creative, but I like your or it's not a good plan, but I like your style or something like that. But he's deflecting hard. Yeah. At one point, it might be during the scene. Maybe it's later. They're all up on the moon, and Master Vile is saying something and then zed pipes up and tries to give an order and and, and rito like, is my just dad's like, calling yeah shots. and yeah. zed just so dejected and defeated is like oh and just sits down in his chair uh, i didn't write that down but I, I think it might be later and then then uh vile says after he's like so we're gonna read and goldar go down blow up the command center and destroy the morphine grid which i really hope that doesn't happen for our sake because we're the morphine kid grid did you get it did you get my it, joke, guys? I did. I got it. Because if they implode and we implode, then you don't have any more podcasts. This was 20 years ago, so I think we're okay. We're still here. We didn't cease to exist before we existed. I don't know. There's a lot of time travel shenanigans. So, Who knows? True. Who knows how that stuff works? It'll fry your brain like an egg, Josh. Like an no, egg. No, I know. So then he says, we're going to have a monster conference of all the monsters in the universe. And he says something about Professor Longnose. And I don't know I if that's a throwaway line. Lumos. I thought he said. I, I definitely think I heard long nose, and I was like, "Are you just making fun of Finster right now?" You know, I think petty he's, jerk. I but think no, because he says like he's conquering a dead star. Yeah. And afterwards, he'll 
come here. I think it was something cooler than Long Nose. I'm pretty sure it was like Lumos or something that kind of sounded like that. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I hope it's cooler than Long Nose. Cause... What if he just shows up and he's just like that guy from Slipknot with the Long Nose, but a not as scary version? <laughs> oh, uh, one of the Chris's. Yeah. I know a surprising amount about Slipknot because uh, my best friend was real into him for a while. <laughs> So let's talk about the monster conference for a minute. He's going to gather all the monsters in a conference here on the moon. Uh, is this like supposing that the monsters exist outside of the ones being created by Zed? I don't know because there's some of those here. There's some that were definitely created by Zed and Rita. And, and there some are some that, that we've are, never seen yeah, before. Yeah, there's like a... Have you ever seen the uh, Marvin the Martian slash Bugs Bunny cartoon with that giant red monster? The red guy, yeah. He's here. That dude's here. <laughs> um, and there's also like a clown thing. And what? some kind of weird gnome goblin. I don't know. It's like there's some weird stuff. And then there's like a guy who looks like Globby, but with like a cylinder for a head. I don't know. And creepy peepers but then here. But like, yeah, creepy. Because he's the top. Guy. He's the top of the call list for whatever reason. Because I don't know. I hate him, Josh. I, I do hate, too. No, I hate him so much. I I thought he was only in the one episode. Or they just won't let me forget <laughs> him. He probably but, comes back in turbo. <laughs> I heard uh, you guys had a jacket episode. Whips his jacket open. Well, no! <laughs> so then we cut back down to Earth, and uh, the hot cop from earlier is out, and she's like, all right, kids, you can't be out after curfew. It's dangerous. And I was like, curfew is 3.30 p.m.? Immediately after school, you have to be inside. I guess, which doesn't... Angel Grove is on lock. It's on lockdown, but there's, there's a thing in a minute that kind of doesn't make sense if it's on lockdown, and we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. But I do want to reiterate... This is an attractive cop, but also she's an adult and her partner is an adult. And we'll yes. see a lot more cops in a minute. And they're all adults. Are, were these like old retired cops? No, these are just the people that existed in 1988 now. Right. But like in 95, would they have been like older and retired? And so they got turned back or worse or worse. <laughs> and so then like now they're just like, let's go back to Well, work. they can't remember. Right. That time no, is no, no, yeah, gone okay, back. You're right. You're right. So now the ranger, the rangers have the unique ability right now to remember that they're from the future. Right. That's because of the power coins. That's the only explanation we get. Yeah. So that, now they remembering they're from the future just exist in 1988 how it was before they got right. there. I don't know if they replace themselves or if they're just in their old bodies, but like, I feel where, like they, yeah, I feel like Jason, Trini, and Zach. Why are Rocky, Aisha, and Adam here? Like, what's going on? Because well, because Jason, Trini, and Zach are no longer have power coins, so they would they their kid versions might still be in oh, Angel they Grove, wouldn't remember. but they have no idea what's that going on. That would have been so cool. <laughs> this is what the comic book should be about. <laughs> just this episode, <laughs> or but just better. like do the whole storyline, but better. Just <laughs> fix all these weird problems. Yeah. So then Aisha is like, we have to tell them. You're like, tell them what? What are you talking about, Aisha? I thought she meant, like, tell them that we were fighting monsters. Like, about the warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> and no, she goes, Billy, we need to tell them. And Billy goes, you're right. Officer, we're the Power Rangers. <laughs> now you don't have any power. Great. Way to go, Billy. Now you definitely don't have any powers because you broke rule number one. <laughs> rule number one is don't tell anyone. Don't reveal your secret identity. Rule number one, Billy. And then the, the cop goes... Never heard of him. Get in the car. Bugs Killer already in the car. They go in. Then she's like, Aisha, you're up front with me because there's already five children in the backseat, <laughs> which is how you know it's the 80s because that's just fine. Right. Um, <laughs> we cut to the police station. Bulk and Skull are being dragged out by their ears by their mothers. And a long time ago, we saw their mothers. 
Bulk's mom is relatively similar. This is hashtag not my Skull's mom. I don't remember what Skull's mom, Skull's mom looked was like. like a tiny blonde biker chick. Okay. She had like a leather jacket and short hair, and I think she had one of those like helmets with a spike on it. <sighs> this is that like, sounds like Judy. No, Judy was like if Kurt Cobain had kind of chlorine green hair, <laughs> but was a girl. Okay. And has sunglasses on. That's a very accurate description. Yeah. I can picture that. <laughs> but like Skull's mom was like a biker chick, and this mom is like the nanny, like Fran Drescher. Skull's mom is a biker chick in the present. Do you think after Skull got to a certain age, they're like, uh, let's just go do what we want? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Bull- uh, Skull is the way he is. Or like I mean, we don't know if like anything that. could happen in seven years. She could have like got laid off. Because like, on some hard times. Like both of Bulk's parents were like regular looking, boring people, and that was the joke. Right. And his mom looks relatively similar. I don't really remember what Bulk's mom looked like. Now a lot of different questions are raised. Okay. Yeah. Let's say they travel back in time and they are now in their old bodies in that time. Right. Adam, Aisha, and Rocky don't live here. So now they are just not home and their parents can't find them. Yeah, and like you wouldn't think to look a town away if they were just in school or like right. just at like, the did park they just or suddenly like disappear are they still there are they still there i think they might still be there and the because power these are the power rangers aged back down to kids but not replacing yeah, their old uh, selves cuz you know who else wasn't there 8 years ago tommy and cat cat would be a, a world away yeah because, like, her parents wouldn't go, yeah, let's if you look think about in that, Los Angeles. Young cat <laughs> that we have right now is isolated from everything she's ever known at this age. Yeah. If if she had lost her memory, she would be freaking out. Oh, yeah. Out. Like, imagine if, like, you woke up at the age of 8 or 10 nobody she in knows, Australia. Yeah, nobody she knows except the Power Rangers are anywhere that she can reach. Yeah, it's bananas. I think they... They exist alongside their past selves because otherwise their parents would be so worried about them. Right. We'll get to that uh, in a second. Because it seems like right now – because are we in the part where they're in jail? Um, yeah, they're in jail. They have uh, they have police hats. It seems like they don't have parents. Yeah, because they don't call them, but they're saying, like, we need to get your parents to come get you. This is eight years ago, and they probably don't remember what their phone numbers were eight years ago you if imagine? they changed them. Or if Billy was like, this is my phone number because he remembers. Right. Of course. And then they call Billy's mom, and she's like, no, Billy is right here. Billy's and home. Hey, stop pranking me, kids, and hangs up on the cops. Right. And they say, like, oh, now you're in trouble, Billy, because apparently you're not Billy, because right. Billy is home. But no, instead, uh, they get ice cream and police hats while they wait. And I came around to Mullet Kid real quick in this episode. Earlier, when he knocked him into the shopping cart, he's like, hey, don't forget your receipts, uh, which is a funny retail <laughs> I didn't joke. catch that. And then in this one, they're all eating their ice cream, and Aisha's like... Man, they're treating us like kids, happily eating her ice cream, right. by the way. Um, um, um. And then Rocky's like, I hate to tell you this, Aisha, but we are kids. <laughs> and I was like, man, the only thing I hate about you is your dumb, stupid haircut. Young Aisha is a lot different from regular Aisha. She's she's sassier well, when, and, like, is, and not as joyful. Yeah, well, when Aisha first showed up, she was a pretty sassy girl herself. Right, but um, young Aisha is and sassy kind of and oscillated in and out. Yeah, and usually she's like the, I can't think of a better way to say it, but like the ray of sunshine on the team. Like, hey guys, we're going to find a way out of this. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. But young Aisha is like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Right. 
I don't know, different writers, right. you know, <laughs> doing different things. It's just to serve the purpose, really. Right. Really, if as long as Billy talks smart and Tommy is the cool guy, <laughs> that's all the characterization anyone really gets. And Cat is Australian. Cat's Australian, poorly Australian, but um, we'll talk about that in a second. So then we cut outside of the police station, and Cat is on the payphone calling the police station, saying, "I need to come pick up my son Billy and his friends to get them home." I was going. I had two thoughts immediately back to back. Here's what they are. Okay. How the heck does she find out that phone number? Oh, duh, there's probably a phone book at that payphone. Yeah. <laughs> um, here were my thoughts. Number one, she is using her Australian accent. And uh, number two, how are they going to get out of this pickle? I had a thought, and I audibly was like, oh, please don't let them do this thought. And they did the thought. Oh, they do the thought. <laughs> You're going to have to wait to find what it is, because we cut up to the moon, and we get to see the Monsters of the Universe convention, a.k.a. Creepy Flasher and some new guys. And the the brick wall monster? Was he there? He was there. I didn't get a good look at it. Creepy Flasher just like... Eats your attention. He's an yeah. attention vampire. And he was like the leader. He was in the front and flashing everybody. He, was fl- he had a line, which is more than any of the other ones can say. I don't remember what it was. Probably like, look at how naked I am under here. <laughs> Upside, there were no young girls near him. <laughs> the freak. I hate him so much. <laughs> Rito and Goldar have a thing. It's like a three-pronged suction cup device. It's a bomb, but it doesn't really look like a bomb that you... It's it like, looks like a sci-fi like, bomb. You know those like garden lamps? They're like tiny little things you stick in the ground. Yes. And they come out and they're like a rectangle lamp on the top of a post. Right. It's like three of those maybe taped together upside down. With some suction cups on the bottom. Yeah. Because these are definitely suction cups, I, I'm pretty sure. Then we cut down to the station and Billy goes up to the officer this officer is definitely not Carl Winslow. You can tell no, they really wanted they Carl wanted Winslow. They wanted him to be so bad. He also kind of looks like Hannibal Burris, the comedian, but is like maybe Hannibal Burris' dad. <laughs> so he goes, he, this guy takes his glasses off and he audibly, like audibly, that doesn't make any sense. He like visually can't see. He right, conveys, he's like squinting. And, yeah, and, and like, like rubbing kinda, his eyes when he takes yeah. his glasses off. And so he puts his glasses down because Billy's like, I need to go home. I have to do a science report. And he's like, kid, you're not leaving. What's your name? So they didn't even book the kids yet. They didn't even like find out who they are. And he's like, we got to get your parents here. Just sit on that bench while we do some detective work to figure out your name. I guess. And then he's like, I'm Billy. And he's like, oh, Billy, well, you're in luck. Your mom's on her way. And Billy's like, I'm new. Come again now. And then. And then his mom walks in. Yep. You know what? You know what his mom is? Oh, I do. But I want you to tell him. It's a Muppet Man. <laughs> it's, it's it's Cat on Tommy's shoulders and a trench coat and a big hat and some sunglasses. And a pink scarf. And a pink scarf. Because Cat is the head portion. Yes. So it's it's pink. Uh, and she's wobbling all around. There's like it looks like where her hips would be are enormous because that's where Tommy's arms are holding yeah. cat. So it's just like <laughs> this weird like diamond in the middle. <laughs> He's like, is that your mother? And Billy goes, yes. He's like, I can't see anything without my glasses. Billy takes his police hat off and puts him over the glasses in the slickest bit of quick thinking yeah. I have seen in quite some time. And then Kat is saying like, oh, Billy, my sweet boy, you're okay. <laughs> and like she's not using the Australian accent. And it's not like an Australian person putting on an American accent. It's like right. the little girl's actual accent. A little girl talking like a grown-up. Yes. Talking yeah. like a grown-up. American, <laughs> which the implication is that Cat 
has a solid American accent. Right. Yeah. If you if you play it that way. Here's the thing I don't understand that I that I alluded to earlier. If the city is on lockdown, how are people allowed to come out to get their kids? Where did they get the trench coat? That's a that's a better question. <laughs> did they steal it? Were they like, ma'am, I need that trench coat? And some tall lady was like of course. <laughs> there you go. Here, you can have it. You seem like, here's my hat and glasses and scarf, too. Right in front of her, just prop up on his shoulders. Put <laughs> the trench coat on. And She's like, those kids are getting into some stuff. They're like, you're doing a prank. I like I like the cut of your jib, children. Uh, I don't know if the city is actually on lockdown, because this is 1988, and Rita has never attacked before. But they literally say, like, everyone go home. Like, curfew is in action. You need to leave because the monsters. So, like, this is just like a panic but if it was a lockdown, they would have said lockdown and not curfew. Right. But like at the same time, four giant monsters were just rampaging on the next right. city over. Wouldn't they drop the kids off at their houses? I feel like that would be standard procedure, right? Yeah. Where do you live? I'm bringing you I'm home. I'm bringing you home. Instead, like I'm, I'm booking you. Yeah. We're <laughs> bringing you to jail. Yeah. You're going, you're going to jail, misters and, and miss. One little miss. There's some shenanigans. They go to leave. And he's like, oh, you have to sign this. And Kat turns around before Tommy does. Um, <laughs> and then Tommy has to, like, struggle to catch up. It's really, again. <laughs> she's, just, she's just like, okay. Lovely. And, and they, like, float over there because yeah. Kat is ahead of Tommy. It's so funny. It's, and she just, like, grabs the pen. He holds the paper out to her. It's not even on the desk. And she just, like, rubs the pen on it. Like, it's like. There you go. <laughs> then they, and they leave. leave. And then he finally finds his glasses under the hat and puts them back on and looks down and sees that there's work boots, like jeans and work boots under this lady. That's and, the peculiar part. And he looks freaked out by it. Maybe he's freaked out because those are children-sized work boots. Right. This lady has very skinny legs. And uh, tiny feet. Tiny feet. And short arms. <laughs> and there's a, just two children in a church coat. <laughs> Look at those hips. She's the world's most giant doctor. Tommy, as they leave, Tommy has to like squat down a little bit to get under a doorway so that cat doesn't <laughs> beam her head off of it. I didn't see that. Tommy, kid, kid Tommy, I think is really under there. Oh, for sure. And like, uh, yeah. Props to him for yeah, going good. through this. That's, that's why he was hired. He yeah. looked like a sturdy child. We're gonna do a <laughs> we're gonna do a, a double kid prank someday, and you're gonna we're gonna do a Muppet Man. You're gonna be the base. So then we cut to them walking through the desert to the command center, and they're like, ah, oh, it's all the dust. It's in my eyes. It's a I very severe sandstorm. Yeah, and then. They kind of walk past the camera, and then Rito and Goldar are behind them, and Rito's just like, I told you they'd lead us right there. And Goldar's like, shut up. And Rito's like, you hate it when I'm right, don't you? Because I was right this time, and they're going to lead us right there. And Goldar, I think the subtext is, it was never this easy for me. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> uh, but they follow, and then we cut to the command center, and the power's out. And before we talk about why the power is out, I want to preface this by saying... Guys, jokes have been fun, but that that time might be over now. I'm not 100% sure. We're about to see some pretty stupid things. Also, Zordon's voice is very different. It is. It. I don't... I have no idea what the deal is with this. So we, we go inside. Zordon and Alpha also remember that they're from the future. Yes. And so, now they occupy the same space as their past selves. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the... I don't I don't know know what the, what the I almost swore. <laughs> I don't know what the rules are. I don't. I don't think, think there, there are I don't any. Think there are any. I think we're going by rule of convenient. It's like the rule of cool, but like it doesn't have to be cool. It just has to be convenient. 
so they're in they're in the past command center and the power is not out. all the way off. It's they're but, losing power and it's mostly gone. But yeah. like Zordon is still up. Uh, there's some backup lights, but all the consoles are off and like the, for the most part it's darker in there. And then they go, "We just need to remember what we were doing in the past." And Alpha goes, "Well, all of our diaries are stored on the computer." Right. And so, and so we can't look at that. He goes to walk to one of the consoles. I think to the viewing globe, maybe. Maybe. And he trips. What did he trip on? A handheld vacuum cleaner that is using all the energy it's, from the command center. It's not that it's using all the energy. This, this isn't how plugs work. No, no, you're right. <laughs> well, it can be, but isn't. <laughs> the command center is unplugged. So that Alpha could plug in a dirt devil to vacuum the hard surface floor of the command center. Which I get. You you can vacuum yeah, that's, a hard that's surface. The, that's one of the first things you learn as an adult is that you can vacuum any surface in your house, not just the carpets. But yeah, they unplug all the computers and consoles to plug in literally a handheld dirt devil. Alpha has been shown to make plenty of wireless gadgets i think alpha was given to zordon for a reason and that reason is he's dumb he unplugged the command center is plugged in yeah to the morphing grid he's got got a line from the morphing here's my problem and this is why i say this isn't how plugs work he unplugs the console the cord going into it which is providing power to the command center. Yeah, the cord is coming from a generator or yes, something. Yes, and into that outlet, he plugs in the vacuum cleaner. No, no, no. He took that plug and put plug took it out of the the vacuum cleaner. Okay, he, he didn't plug the vacuum cleaner into the the off console. Okay, I thought so. I, so I thought this console had an in out switch. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Instead of powering the entire command center, they powered the one little vacuum. The uh, dirt devil, just like sweep. Yeah, just sweep, sweep Alpha, you lazy dummy. What if this was the day that Rita came back? They would have been hacked. This is kind of a bad time for the power to be off. And then Zordon just goes, I don't believe this. <laughs> That's the whole line. It's yeah. delivered just exactly the way I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because Alpha's like, oh, yeah, we were cleaning, and I unplugged the command center so I could vacuum. And Alpha's just like, not Alpha, Zordon <sighs> is just like, I don't believe this. <laughs> he plugs the command center back in. Immediately, the even, alarms go even off. Even Zordon is like, this episode is getting kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yes. He's like, I was on board till now when it was basically a cartoon, but that's just dumb, <laughs> Alpha. There is immediately an alert, and a viewing globe pops up, and it's the rangers walking through the desert, like, <laughs> super miserable. And Zordon's like, oh, crap, get him back in here. Teleport those kids <laughs> oh, in crap, here. Oh, crap, they're here. <laughs> oh, we almost killed him. Bring him in, I guess. All right. So they teleport him in. They all hug Alpha. And Jordan's like, that's fine. Don't touch me. You're gross. Your kids. I don't like kids. Can I don't it- think they can get to his tube. They'd have to crawl over the console. That's true. Just unplug it so you don't mess anything up and then <laughs> climb right over it. So then Could they. Can you imagine if they didn't, all the buttons they would have hit crawling over that? <laughs> oh, for sure. Just kids with no coordination, just like hitting everything. Then a cordless vacuum would fall from the ceiling and. <laughs> Alpha yeah. will be like, oh, duh. Oh, that's where that went. Tommy's like, can you just give us some powers and let us go fight? And Zordon's like, no, dummy. If you die, the future stops. But they would have powers. They would have the power in them. 
they're very inconsistent with what the and, power does. And they have all their memories, so theoretically they have all the ability right. of them as a like they're just smaller. Yeah, they're just not as muscular, pretty much. And yeah. yeah. And like, look, this is a future precedent that has been set, but if a child morphs, they turn into a man. <laughs> right. That has not happened yet. But actually it has because that's what happened in Die Ranger, where they got the White Ranger from. Right. So that is on the table. Whatever. What ends up happening is Alpha goes, what if we call the alien rangers of Aquatar? And Zordon goes, no. <laughs> uh, nope. Anybody else have a suggestion? Alpha goes, we have to. They would want us to call them because they would want to help. They want to help. They're, they're power, they're power rangers. rangers. And then Tiki goes, This isn't yeah. Tiki. This is Mullet Kid. This is Mullet Kid. My bad. Mullet Kid goes... Yeah, remember when we went to Edenoi because Dax needed our help? That's what we do is we help each other. Right. And and at the time, I was like, yeah, let's call someone completely unrelated to that incident. Right, yeah. <laughs> to um, help us with this one. But the point is good guys help each other yeah, beat bad when, guys. When you're, in, when you're in the dirt, when you're in the muck, you need some help, you, you call someone else with power you know, and, yeah. to help you out. And so then Zordon's like, okay, call the alien rangers of Aquatar. Before we get to that, we got into a thing at this point about if the whole universe has gone back or just Earth. And I think we debunked it earlier that I, it's just yes, Earth. Because uh, like the like Rita wouldn't be young and hot again. <laughs> right. Uh, they were on the moon and they did not go back in time. Right. Rita, Rita would skin. be in the dumpster. Right. Or if, or if she just appeared there, she would be older Japanese Rita. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So like... And Rito might have skin. And they reverse time by spinning the Earth backwards. Yeah, not the universe. Unless yeah. the, the Earth is, like in many, uh, like in the DC Comics universe, Earth is the most important planet. Sounds like something that an Earthling would write. <laughs> um, yeah. It, Look, I, I have a weird theory that it's just us in the universe. So I understand the kind of entitlement right. to feel special i don't but. have i don't have a ton of time to explain brightest day but uh the point was that like life started here we were not the first place right. but that's where life started that's also how it is on um stargate oh cool if the earth is connected to the morphing grid which is the most the source of the most power right that's where power comes from is the morphing yeah. grid you're welcome then if you spin the hub of that back, don't shake your head at me, <laughs> then maybe that could affect the whole universe, but it doesn't because Rita is still young, hot Rita. Right. So they could have called Drax, but I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah. But I'm also immediately. What did I say? Drax. Drax. I mean, they could have called Drax. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but not a great idea. No, probably not. <laughs> Drax and Dex, huh? Yep. Wait, no. Drax. The bad guy was Dragon. Yeah, Drax is from Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yes. That's who Batista played. Yes, there is also a Drax in Power Rangers. Is there? I'm pretty sure. There's a lot of Power Rangers. I'm talking about Dex. (laughs) Right. But he was a baby, if not born at all, right? Because he was even younger than the Rangers. But only on Earth. On Edenoi, he should be fine. Yeah, dude. Let's get the Kamen Rider back. You get whatever the Kamen Rider of the time is. Be like, hey guys, I upgraded. Because Kamen or Masked Rider is airing at this point, right? Uh, it's, it's. I think it's. Or is it done? I think it's over by now. <laughs> because that was forty episodes ago, right? And this was though it did only do one a week. I think. I don't know. It might still be on. It might not. There were forty episodes of Masked Rider somehow, but. I don't know when it started and when it stopped. That will be a link in the show notes. So that could have been just a neat 
second crossover to kind of promote it a little Could more. Could have been, yeah. Instead, they made up new Rangers to fit the footage that they had of the Cocker Rangers. So, right. I mean... That makes sense, too, because they have this footage that they want to use. And they want... I think they're using this to test out changing the suits. Yeah, I think, I think definitely they are. And it worked. Yep. It worked, I guess. So they... Send a beam from the entire top of the command center through space to Aquatar. It hits a ship that's driving underwater that, that goes into a Gungan bubble city. <laughs> and then cut back to the command center and they go to the viewing globe and it just like phases in and there's the five alien rangers. Yeah. And there, um, there they are. We'll talk about them next time. They don't say anything. They're just... Ugh. Delphine is like <laughs> do a lot of head stuff, a lot of Creaking head movement. her neck back and forth. You've seen Rocco's Modern Life, right? Yes. I can't remember the cat dentist's name, but the way she's always like, okay. And <laughs> Delphine keeps doing that with her head in different yeah. directions. Um, also, I don't remember. I'm sorry to whoever told us this. Do you remember the 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 museum episode with the 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 Kamala? Yes. That is it Kamala? That's a wrestler. Yeah, no, it, we made that joke. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Did we? <laughs> oh, for sure. We didn't walk by a Kamala joke. Uh, Come on. You remember how there was like a tour guide there who was super unhelpful and hated Bulk and Skull for no reason? Yep. According to somebody, and I didn't I didn't follow through, so I'm just going to take your word for it, and I'm sorry that I can't remember who it was. That's Raisha Barouti. That's Delphine. Oh, no, I remember talking about that. Yeah. Did somebody say that to us, or did we see it in the credits? Somebody said that Someone to said us. To us. We don't Twitter. look at the credits. No. We watch <laughs> the outtakes and go, ah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that tracks. She has such a weird thing on her face that you, you wouldn't would be, not able be able to tell. So then we cut outside to Rito and Goldar planting the bomb. Rito fusses with it for a second, and Goldar's like, hurry up. I don't want to blow up while we're here. And he's like, it doesn't work like that. And he puts down, and he lights his huge fuse. I hate comically long fuses. They're I the dumbest thing i hate sci-fi looking bombs that also have a fuse <laughs> like when you hit something it glows purple right push a button on it and have it right. on a timer have and a timer or like if you're gonna have a fuse why is it so long to give them time to escape that's it that's the only reason just to have put a the bomb down you don't even have to activate just stick it to the command center zap up to the moon have zed zap the right? thing he's got pretty okay aim and it's not going anywhere so it's not like don't have rita zap it because then you'll get a Command center oh, maybe, monster. maybe have her zap it. Then the command center will just be a monster with all their friends inside. Well, no, you know what? Zed couldn't zap it because he can't see the command center. They had to follow okay. the kids here, which is what the plan. But now they can go back and be like, this is where it is. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't. I actually don't know what happens with this bomb. I think we'll find out uh, I, next episode. I can imagine that the fuse gets put out. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. We end on the fuse on its way to blow up. Final thoughts on Alien Rangers of Aquatar Part 1. It's a lot of fun in spite of itself being so ridiculous. Um, it doesn't get over the top until the command center. That's when I. That's when it hits an event horizon and it's like, oh guys, when, the cool jokes are over. When East dropped the warehouse line, I was like, I don't think I can do this. I, <laughs> I saw that at 5.30 this morning. But it got better from there. And that I, was... East is fine after that. That yeah. line is just like... I think she's never done a voiceover right, before. I think that might be that actress's first time because they're also ten. Like they're she's clearly just reading it loudly into a microphone. Yeah, like them trying to be like feel the emotion again, and her being like, "What does that mean? I haven't taken any acting oh, classes." Oh no, I'm the 10. warehouses. <laughs> the Abanda Warehouse. 
My favorite. That might be my favorite thing in Power Rangers. <laughs> I also really liked it. I thought that Home Alone sequence, like, I thought that was real fun. I could watch it, it all was. day. I hope all of the children fighting sequences are just, like, pranky like that. Right, like, using their environment, like, using their brains, like, to outsmart yeah. them. Because they can't outmuscle super violence. Them. <laughs> they can fight them, but they're not as strong. No. And, and Zordon will not give them power. They, yeah, they can't morph. And they also can't fight the Tangas unmorphed because they couldn't fight them morphed before. No. They'll get killed, and that will screw up all of time going forward. Although I imagine the Tangas are probably going to gradually get weaker like the putties did. <laughs> I think I think if they were going to do it, it would be now. Also, MVP of the night is uh, little Catherine Sutherland, uh, whatever that actress's name is. We get the full credits at the beginning shoulders. of this episode. Yeah. And <laughs> as it was going through, like, Jason David Frank as Tommy and all of them, I was like, none of these people are in this right now. Yeah. No, they're not in the episode. <laughs> they won't be for... Until, the like, the end. The end? Yeah. Even even then, I don't know if it's the first episode of Zio or the last episode of Alien Rangers. The last two episodes are a two-parter. It's, it's a two-parter, yeah. and I think that's the Zio quest. Well, it's called A Hog Day Afternoon. Oh. Zio quest is the first... So maybe it is the first I, part of Zio then. I think it is. Uh, so we'll we'll keep you guys posted. Don't worry. That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to wrap it up. The outtakes are just scenes. There's nothing weird. I, I didn't even notice the outtakes because it did that thing where it shoves the credits into the corner and shows you the next episode. And the picture is one of the alien rangers. Yeah, it's the just blue like alien not ranger. impressed. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the guy who looks a lot like LeVar Burton. But with alien brain, just like being like, it's I his, don't. It's his face. It's just yeah, his face. It's his face. And the, the, the face is, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Morphingrid.tumblr.com is our website. You can email us at littleidiots.morphingrid at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Morphingrid. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash themorphingrid. And we're on iTunes and Stitcher. If you're not leave us a rating review, that would be awesome. Also, thank you, Christina, for sending in some best of stuff. Everybody else. Also send in some best of stuff. The Christina's list has a lot of stuff that I forgot that I'm very excited to get to revisit. So, um, all right, you have a while to do that. But guys, that's why we're telling you now, telling so you we now. can get a good log of it. Um, also, thank you to everybody who's been talking about us. We there's, there's like this weird pseudo crossover thing that might be happening. We don't know. There's no details. We've been mentioned repeatedly in the same breath as a lot of other Power Rangers podcasts on Twitter. Very recently, yeah. There's two like podcast group crossovers going on there's the the max fun switcheroo or crisis on infinite mirths uh mirth as in joy um and and jokes uh that, that's what justin McElroy calls it um <laughs> and then there's also the uh, i call it squap uh s-c-o-i-p i give it the french wa i pronounce it as scoip but there's two kinds of people two kinds of people um that's the the secret convergence on infinite podcast and that's a bunch of comics podcasts are doing a lot of shuffling and i don't have any details on that but it's gonna be fun i listened to a couple of them so that'll be um, pretty cool and then so we kind of just got talking about a power rangers crossover and there's no details and we don't know if it's happening or yeah not. well the only the only detail is hey should we do a thing i think that would be cool and then the rest of us are like yeah it might be yeah, cool well, some of us are like yeah and others are like what are, did i miss something what's happening and so <laughs> uh we'll, we'll you guys will be updated on that as it develops thank you for everyone who's already reviewed us thank you for everybody who's been tweeting about us um especially thank you lately. for everyone who's going to have to review us yes uh definitely legally binding going to have to do that uh also thank you to sky for those great great pictures uh while we were on an impromptu dinner break he colored the, the he did ernie ranger and it's great i retweeted <laughs> it so you can go check that out i'm excited to see where this 
goes because I don't remember any of the Alien Ranger stuff. I don't. I remember one very specific thing about the Alien Rangers, and it's kind of goofy. Oh, it's a Delphine has hair? <laughs> no. Did they talk no, when they're underwater? Delphine, bless her heart. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the actress's name. It's a uh, Riser Barati. Yeah. They told her, be a fish, and that's what she did. <laughs> and she went, that's it? Okay. I mean, that's all the direction you're going to give me. I'll be a fish. Um, so we'll see you on Friday for the conclusion to the start of the Alien Rangers series. <laughs> that's a sentence. That is a sentence. Guys, it's real hot. I'm tired. Yep. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you Friday. But until then, may the power protect you. Kahikana Aquatai. <laughs> <laughs>